I was in it 100%. That means I didn't care about anybody, anyone. I sold drugs. I did crimes. I did everything what gang members do. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show. And we're going to talk about real people who had real problems, who found answers, and a real God. Today, we're going to be talking about the life of a gang member who also became a drug dealer, a man by the name of Corey Clark. Now, most times, people think of these people as condemned people, people who are low lives and aren't really people at all. But I think Jesus would disagree. You're going to hear a story of how a man who grew up in a middle-class family went through lots of brokenness and ended up joining gangs in his college-age years and then became a drug dealer. Corey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's an honor and a privilege. Awesome, Corey. I am glad to have you here as well. Now, I understand that you started a gang at the age of 12. Tell us about that. Yes, in elementary school, you know, I actually started a gang. It started with us just getting in a lot of fights, taking other people's lunch money. It started there, you know, and even though I grew up in a middle-class family, we had to go to church growing up, you know, I had to deal with a broken home. My parents were divorced when I was six, seven years old, and just being exposed to drugs and alcohol at a young age, you know, I just began to get involved with gang activity and drugs at a young age, and it started, you know, when I was really young. Hmm. So you started the gang life, but you're also not in the slums. I mean, like, you're in the middle-class school where you also had another life that appeared normal. Tell us about that. Well, I was in school at the same time. You know, I was kind of living a double life. Got involved with sports, and I had some success, you know, at a young age. But then I had that double life where I was starting to smoke marijuana at a young age and Hmm. started when I was 12 years old. And it lasted all through my high school years. And I first ended up getting in trouble in in high school. And my senior year, I was a football star. I ran track and I wrestled. But because of my continued drug use and wanting to be identified with the gang, it got me in a whole lot of trouble. So I barely graduated from high school. And I ended up getting a scholarship to a junior college in Phoenix called Phoenix College, where my life really began to spiral, you know, out of hand. I really got deep into gang activity. And when I made those failures, at all, even in high school, it really hurt me because I felt like a failure. Mm. I had no idea. And I didn't know who I was. I was sick and tired of making mistakes. And when I got in a whole lot of trouble when I was in college, and I ended up doing some time in jail. I just was ready to quit and give up and throw the towel in. And I went full force into the gang activity. Uh-huh. And I ended up getting myself into a whole lot of trouble where I was looking at 25 life in prison at one time in my life. Hey, you know what? What did you mean when you said you went full force in the gang? 
I was in it 100%. That means I didn't care about anybody, anyone. I sold drugs. I did crimes. I did everything what gang members do on a daily basis. It was something that I did every day. Hmm. You know, I wasn't in school any longer, and I didn't know who I was. So I was trying to find who I was, and I thought that's who I was supposed to be. Wow. I thought I was supposed to be a gang member, sell drugs, and, you know, I became a drug addict and an alcoholic because of it. Wow. So you were living, like, the dream life, as some music videos put it. But then reality began to catch up, and you almost went to prison. Tell us about that. Well, yeah, some undercover officers one day, because I was known as a gang member and I was on the drug files, you know, they pulled me over. And when they pulled me over, I had uh, weapons, I had drugs in the vehicle, and I got charged with about 70 felonies at that time. Uh I was looking on spending the rest of my life in prison. Oh, wow. So you are in trouble. How did you respond to the situation of getting caught? I understand you turned to God in this moment in your life. I always believed in God the whole time, wow. you know, but I didn't have a personal relationship with them. Hmm. And at that time, I was scared. And I really began to cry out to God and say, God, if you're really real, if you deliver me, you set me free, deliver me from prison, I'll serve you for the rest of my life. Hmm. And I really just began to get serious with God. And I learned about faith that's in the Bible. And I really began to stand on faith and have faith in God and ask God to really reveal and manifest himself to me like never before. And I said, God, if you help me, if you deliver me, if you set me free, if you make sure that I don't have to spend the rest of my life in prison, I'll serve you the rest of my life. And miraculously, God delivered me from doing the 25 of life in prison. You know, out of seven felonies, out of seven felonies, they dropped them down to just one felony. And that one felony was still facing 10 years. Uh And when I went to sentencing, God did another miracle. And they only gave me one year in jail and five years of probation, which was unheard of. Now, some people say a prayer like that, and not to be mean, but they really don't mean it. You know, like they get out of the jail, and and then they go right back to their old life. But for you, you discovered something real about your faith while you're in jail. Tell us about that. I think it was a part of God's plan. I believe that He allowed me to go do that small jail sentence instead of the 25 of life that I was facing, really so He could just begin to help me grow as a Christian. Mm. When I was locked up in jail, I began to read my Bible like never before, you know? Uh-huh. And really begin to find out who I was in Christ, and I didn't know who I was. And when I got out, I did everything in my ability to live like that. And not that I was perfect, I still made some mistakes, and I had some failures in my life, but I just kept picking myself up and dusting myself off and kept moving forward in the things of God. That's awesome. And that's when I got involved with a ministry by the name of Victory Outreach, where I became a part of a men's discipleship group where I surrounded myself with other men of God and just began to learn and grow as a man of God. And that's the reason why I believe I am who I am today because of it. Awesome, Corey. Now, I understand that you had such a change in the Lord that He led you to do a whole music ministry. And today, you encourage people through music. And that's a big deal because, you know, coming out of jail, maybe you would have quit on the Lord, but you didn't. You just kept going. Tell us a little bit what you're doing today. Well, one of the things that I didn't do is I didn't quit 
and I didn't give up. I really began to seek God's perfect plan and purpose for my life. And part of that plan and purpose for me to make good, clean music, you know, because the music that I grew up listening to, which also had impact and influence in my life, talked about sex and drugs and, you know, and money and crime and and things of that nature. God put it in my heart to make good, clean, positive music that would glorify his name. So I do gospel and hip-hop and rap music with a twist of R&B in it. And I've had an honor and privilege of doing that for over a decade. Little did I know that God would take my music all over the world. I've had an opportunity to travel throughout the United States and Canada and select international circuits. And my music that God has gifted me to do inspires people, gives them hope, you know, encourages them. And I enjoy reaching people, and I use my music as a tool to do that. Wow. Corey, your testimony is encouraging, because I think sometimes we can get so frustrated when someone chooses to throw their lives away by getting into gangs or selling, doing drugs. But you are an example of how Christ can restore someone's life from their past mistakes and truly transform someone for His purpose. Thanks so much for being on our show. Thank you so much. It's been an honor and privilege. Thank you for having me on the show. Hang tight. We'll be right back after the break. Real life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what are you thinking about this? I know what some of you are thinking. Some of you are like, praise God, God can do anything, and you're encouraged, which is awesome. And I agree. But there's another group of people who are maybe skeptical. Is that you? And you're like, how can Jesus change the life of a drug dealer for real? How do you know that Jesus would even do something like that? Maybe you're asking. I mean, if you're thinking that, I think I can relate because I used to think about drug dealers. I used to think, well, they're too far gone. (laughs) You know, they don't have a conscience anymore. They're destroying the lives of so many people. It's just no longer a human being. That's what I used to think. But Jesus was doing this type of work in the New Testament. He was reaching people like Corey Clark. We naturally think church is a place just for the good people, you know, for the people who've never done anything wrong and always do what's right since they were born. But that's simply not true. The Bible shows this in Mark chapter 2, verses 16 through 17. It says, And when the scribes and the Pharisees saw him, and that's Jesus, Eating with the tax collectors and sinners, they said to his disciples, How is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? But when Jesus heard it, he said to them, 
Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus on purpose was looking for sinners and was chasing after them to show them the way. He came solving their problems, showing them who they really are. How about you? Do you sometimes feel like you're too far gone where God could never accept you, love you? Do you ever feel like if you walked into a church, you would burst out in flames? Well, this is not true. Jesus came for you. He died for you. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He loves you, friend. He died for you and he wants you back. How will you respond? Let's respond now. Lord Jesus, we just come to you. Lord God, I'm praying with the person that's saying, I have it all messed up, God. I shouldn't be in your presence. But Lord Jesus, we come to you and we know that you are chasing after us right now. You're knocking on the door of our hearts and we open it and we receive you, Lord Jesus. We believe in you and we accept the gift of the cross that you died on the cross for our sins. Even while we're still in sin, we repent from that. Show us, God, the way. We ask for this in Jesus' name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningDonations.com. That's AwakeningDonations.com. See you next time.